Uh, I know we usually have Andrew, also known as Black Six, hosting these things, but this time we decided to replace him with another Andrew. That's me, Smeagol Four, forum leader and reporter here on BZ. Uh, since we got so many complaints that Black Six's voice is boring, we decided to replace him with someone with a little more punch in his vocal qualities. So here I am just for you, and I'm loving it. So, um, we got a lot on the PowerCast tonight, so I won't keep you from it. We're going to be talking about the blog contest, um, about that new replacement for Bionicle Hero Factory, about the good old BZ Power RPG with good Friar Tuck, and of course another installment of How to BZP with Than Matorn of Anger. Anyway, I won't keep you from that, so, uh, here's six, because April Fools, I gotcha. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you guys should have seen the look on all your faces when uh, Smee came on there. That was a little bit of a April 1st joke for us, so if you're listening to this after the fact, uh, well, why don't you download it right away? Anyway, welcome back to Episode 9 of the BZ Paracast Series 2. As Smee mentioned, we're going to be talking to Nukai about the blog contest that's going on. Then I have longtime BZ Power member and administrator Kayapu to talk a little bit about his views on Hero Factory. After that, then comes back once again for two how to BZPs this month. We wrap things up with a little discussion about the BZ Power role playing game, or BZPRPG, with Friar Tuck. And last but not least, we don't have a music Thomas Meek for you this week. But we do have something that uh, is kind of important, so you should definitely give that a listen to. So uh, without further ado, here we go. Joining me now is Nukaya to talk about the recent blog contest that uh, started up a few days ago. How's it going? Uh, not too bad. How are you? I'm all right. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about this uh, the second blog contest? Well, it's quite snazzy, and this time around, we are going to have the theme being travel. So that can be places that you've been to, places that you've lived at, where you're, or where you're even currently now, places you would like to go to, like, you know, you can do all sorts of things. It's pretty cool. All right, yeah, sounds interesting. I guess one thing to mention is, um, you know, it has to be a real place, Yes. You know, can't be anything uh, made up. Yeah, alas, you cannot do your contest, your theme about Star Wars places. As cool as that would be, that just, it will not work. Yeah, although I'm not sure really why anyone would want to go to Tatooine. But, um, so, Sandy. <laughs> what kind of things can people do with their blogs to uh, make them eligible for the contest? Well, they can theme their entries for one they could also go and theme their content blocks and they could also theme artwork don't know quite how people would do that but i guess that could go to something as photos of where you live photos that you've taken or like even actual art like if you're you know a phenomenal artist or have a bit of hand for drawing just start doing sketches of your hometown or something Right, and I guess you could put those in your entries or, um, you know, make a custom content block that includes the artwork as, you know, your links to different sections of your blog, things like that. Yep, that's correct. All right. Uh, So how long do uh, members have to enter this contest then? Well, they'll have 30 days and it, I think, yeah, 30 days to complete your submissions and that gives you, I believe, until April 19th, 
and then the judging will go for two weeks after that. So total, it'll be about 45 days. I think we're, I don't know how many days we're into it now, but I yeah. think we're about 10 days into the time of recording, but by the time this gets posted, we'll just say April 19th is uh, how long you have to get it done. Yep. All right. So um, prizes, we haven't announced anything yet, but I do have a few bags full of sets so I think uh, people can be pretty much guaranteed that they'll get something out of this if they uh, do a good job and win. Oh yeah, that's pretty snazzy. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get those uh, out of my apartment somehow. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else to add about the contest? Uh, gosh, not off the top of my head. I mean, it should be awesome. I've looked through some of the entries that people have turned in so far in the last couple of days and most of them seem pretty cool. So it seems like it's going to be a pretty good one. All right. So I guess, uh, you know, try your best and uh, get some good competition going on. All right. Yep. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. With me now is Kayapu, who most of you probably don't remember, but he's actually an administrator here at BZ Power. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Hero Factory and uh, why it was a good decision for Lego to make. How's it going? All right. Well, I uh, I first got into uh, Bionico way back in the very beginning in in two thousand one, um, and I got I got really psyched about it when I first saw the uh, the the little pictures that they had of the Toa in those little fold out catalogs in the in the really small Lego sets. And since then, it's gone on for for what ten years? Yeah, almost. And. And I think it really was about time to to kind of close the close the curtain on it because there, there's really only only so long that you can drag out a story before it starts to feel a little bit contrived. And you know, I think for for some that that that's kind of where Bionicle was, was starting to go. And I think it's good to just kind of go out strong and and start fresh. Yeah. Um, then we have. A lot of people, you know, who are into this story have been in it for years and years, but newer people are trying to get in. There's just so much baggage that they have to pick up and sort through first. Right. And then and then when you try to to make something simple enough that, that people can can jump in, then the older people start to think, Well, well, you know, this is too simple. And I mean, T V shows kind of go go through the same thing if they're ones that try to tell a any a story with any real complexity. Um you know, and at at some point you just have to to start something new. Right. Yeah. There's that high barrier to entry that you have to watch every single episode or something like that. You know, that's the same thing with Bionicle. You have to be reading all the books and keeping up with all the web updates in order for it to make sense. Right. And and so enter enter Hero Factory, and and we have something that, for for all intents and purposes, is is similar to Bionicle in that you've got a a vaguely technic um building uh building method and kind of an action figure style and it allows it allows lego to continue to develop that line of of building that they they really started with with like throwbots and 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 robo riders but only really took off with bionicle and and you can argue that that really has has changed the uh the lego building space you know for for better or worse, from depending on on who you talk to, but I like to think for the better. And so 
you still Hero Factory allows them to to still have those sets and to still explore that, and and kind of have a clean slate for for doing story and maybe a little bit of a looser um, framework to to work in. Right. Yeah. So it's it's definitely the clean slate is good. So the story isn't going to be as complicated as uh, Bionicle was, but that's a good thing because it won't allow Lego to kind of get caught in the same trap as uh, they did with Bionicle. You know, like like we're talking about the hybrid entry. It'll allow more freedom for the fans to come up with their own stories. Um, It encourages creativity and things like that. So I think those are all definitely good aspects of what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, you can argue really that having a a super developed story is almost contrary to what the the professed goal of of Lego has always been, which is to kind of set up a loose framework um, and then let you tell the rest of the stories. You know, like a a lot of the the more typical lines, um, you know, everything from from ninjas to the the underwater stuff is kind of a, a basic idea and a basic theme. You know, and, and sometimes they'll have some character names and, you know, and a little bit of a plot going on. And then the rest of it is, is up to your imagination to put it together and, and do with it what you will. And I think from what I can see, Hero Factory fits in with that, with that goal, um, perhaps even more so than, than Bionicle did. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, and then there's the thing for the, those really hardcore Bionicle fans that um, the story is going to be going on for a little bit. And now it's kind of like it's our universe now for us to do with as we please. You know, there's a whole range of fan fiction and things that people can come up with to continue on and use their imaginations um, to, you know, expand where uh, they were kind of more constricted before. Yeah, you know, you know, what I think the coolest thing about Bionicle was is that I feel like it really reached a a demographic of Lego fans that that may have just passed along, you know, and, and kind of gone into that dark age sooner than they would have otherwise. You know, like there's a lot of people and I think that I kind of felt fell into that group where, you know, the the origin the regular classic sets and the minifigs and stuff are are starting to lose a little bit of their appeal as you get older. Um you know, for just like for like playing through the storylines and kind of using them as, as action figures to tell a story and that kind of a thing. Um, and then, and then Bionicle comes along and it's a little bit, it, it's different, you know, there, there's a new way of putting things together. It, it can be challenging and, you know, and you, you, you get the basic figures in the sets and then like everything else in Lego, you say, well, maybe I can do this better. Um, and I think a whole, a whole bunch of people really got back into Lego when they started figuring out, you know, how to put this together and, and, Looking at looking at BZ Power now, I think that it's been really incredible how this particular like segment of, of Lego products really has has affected the the way that people mock and and the kinds of the kinds of people who who stay into Lego. You know, you look at at when BZ Power uh, in the beginning, you know, some of the old uh, the old stuff that people used to do in in the Bionicle base creations. And then you look at what what people are building now, and and that whole evolutionary process is, you know, helped along by people who who were good at what they did and stayed into it, perhaps because Bionicle offered that new challenge, where maybe otherwise they wouldn't have done so. 
Right, and Hero Factory kind of, you know, it doesn't change that. The, the sets are still that same building system. And people have said that, you know, these sets are simpler now than they were before, less articulation. But I think, you know, we should look at that as more of a challenge to keep on building and, uh, you know, keep on trying to make the best creations we can. Absolutely. All right. Uh, anything else to add? Um, well, I, I think that, that that's rather decent. Um. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, and hopefully you can come back on the show in the future. All right. Well, thanks for having me. All right. All right. And back for another How to BZP this month is the Amatron of Anger. How's everything going? It's going good. All right. So what are we talking about this week? Uh, we're going to talk briefly about how to report signatures, and then we're going to do a little discussion about band members. All right. So um, if someone sees a signature that breaks the rules, what should they do? Um, contact a form assistant now. Not a not an administrator, not a global mod, not a form leader. We have a system in place where the assistants uh, handle everything that way. Right. Yeah, they aggregate everything together, uh, ensure that it's breaking the rules, and then pass it on to the higher staff to take care of it. Right. So uh, when someone reports it, how should they do it, and what do they need to include? Uh, well, they should include a name, or well, they should do it uh, through the private message system. Don't use the report button; those get lost most of the time, and they just kind of get, you know, like I said, lost in the shuffle, basically. But then, uh, so include a name, the username. Include a link to the post. We got to see the post so that we can see the signature. And then include what the offense is, because sometimes we may not necessarily pick up on what it is, you know. So. And be descriptive with it, too. Don't just say, like, oh, there's religious content in it. You know, explicitly tell us what the religious content was so that we know. Right, because sometimes, you know, things can be up to interpretation. Um, there can also be, you know, screen resolution issues when you're dealing with the number of lines of text in a signature, things like that. So while it, on your screen it may look like it's breaking the rules, when, um, you know, the form assistant or whoever looks at it, they... Uh, might not see the same thing, so we have to uh, be able to figure it out so we can take the appropriate action. Right. All right, so that pretty much wraps it up with uh, reporting signatures. Just a reminder, do not use the report button. And, uh, yeah, don't send me or then reports because I pretty much just ignore them unless it's okay. something really bad. <laughs> we'll probably get ignored. <laughs> yeah, so like I said, form assistant. So if someone says FA, that means form assistant, not form administrator <laughs> <laughs> all right moving along to uh band members what do we have to uh say about them well i mean we can discuss here for a moment you know what exactly can get you banned and you know we're not out to get people i know that might be what some people would love to say that we're always out to get a specific person or you know we just have it out against people but when we ban someone it's you know we use our judgment, you know, we do it because either they're really, really, really disruptive member, like, you know, they constantly break the rules and they're just kind of, you know, they don't show a care at all for the rules or anything and they don't respect anyone, you know, and generally we don't want that kind of an attitude around the site. Right, yeah, that doesn't uh, mesh well with our family-friendly um, 
you know, site here and the attitude we try to uh, maintain throughout. Um, we don't ban members randomly, you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's always a reason. I tend to give people uh, numerous chances. You know, I'll warn a member uh, a number of times. You know, we'll reduce their proto. We'll suspend their posting privileges. You know, it's not like that you do one thing and you're gone. You know, now... The exception to that is there are some times where, you know, we'll have a new account join and the first thing they do is start posting, you know, inappropriate content that's explicit or violent or hateful or sometimes spam bots do get in, you know. Fortunately, members don't usually see them thanks to the new member system, but um, I'll see a topic that is just advertising, you know, get your iPhones or your designer handbags cheap. And it's like, okay, that's a spam bot. You know, they're gone. <laughs> but, um, you know, if you're a normal regular member who's just posting, uh, you don't have to worry about being banned. If you're breaking the rules, we're going to warn you before we ban you. Right. Yeah, it's not, you know, it's not like, um, you know, you break the signature guidelines and you get banned. Not, nothing like that. You have to you know, repeatedly break them or break them and, you know, get warned about it. But then if as a result, you know, you refuse to show respect to the site and the staff and the members, you know, things like that can escalate and uh, it could end up getting you banned. So like then mentioned before, respect is a key thing, you know, respect the members, respect the staff, respect BZ power and the family friendly atmosphere we're trying to maintain. Right. Um, so I guess in a similar vein, once someone's banned, we don't allow a uh, discussion of those band members. Want to go into that a little? Right. And we, we really want to do it just, you know, one, it's somewhat disrespectful to the person that got banned. I mean, we don't need to be going around discussing, you know, oh, the, you know, so-and-so got banned and this is why, you know, we don't need to be spreading that kind of, you know, and a lot of times it'll end up just being a rumor of why they got banned or something. And even though they're banned, we should still, you know, respect their rights as well. Right. Yeah. Their, their, their privacy and uh, things like that. And on another, the other side of the coin is sometimes members do something, you know, something, like I said, posting explicit content or something just to get attention and so they can get banned. And we don't want to give a band member that kind of attention because that's just what they were going for in those cases. Right. So, um, you know, some people have said in the past, well, if you let us discuss them, then we know why they're banned. And so we don't do it again in the future. Well, they're banned because they broke the rules. You know, if you want to know how not to get banned, we have a, a forum, a sub forum with all of the rules read through those, don't break them. You don't have to worry about getting banned. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I guess one other way people can get banned is sometimes they ask to uh, be banned um, uh, because, you know, they're just kind of done with BZ power or, um, you know, they feel it's time to move on, something like that. And uh, usually we do respect that. And sometimes... You know, if they decide that, okay, maybe they weren't ready to leave, they want to come back, we will unban them in some cases. But uh, it's really not something you should try to take advantage of, getting banned and unbanned, because if you try to do it repeatedly, we're just going to get tired of it and say, you know, pick one and that's it. Right. And 
will know if you're trying to do it to get attention as well because you know everybody loves the the story of the you know some random member that looked like they were such a great member of the forums and then suddenly got banned and you know why were they banned it doesn't make sense Right, yeah, so that's you know, going back. We we don't ban people randomly. Even if to you it seemed like they're, you know, a great member, like you know, they could have decided that it was time for them to move on from B Z power. So, you know, if you um are interested in finding out why they're banned, you can try to contact them off the site. You know, we can't stop you from doing that. And, you know, we're gonna not we're no there's nothing we can do about that, but just leave it off of B Z power. And, uh, you know, once someone's banned, it's kind of end of story right there. Right. And uh, likewise, I've just mentioned briefly that a lot of times in uh, creative type forms, we will close their band members' topics because, you know, a lot of the reason why you post a uh, topic in the creative form is to receive input. And because they're no longer around, they can't receive input. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to leave that topic open anymore. Right, exactly. You know, and, and that sometimes goes for things like... Um, games in the games and trivia forum or rpgs you know where if they're hosting it they can't exactly keep running the game if they're no longer members so those would get closed too right all right uh anything else to add on that i don't think so unless you had anything else no i think that covers it pretty well so uh thanks for coming on again and talking about this stuff no problem all right and i'll see you next month all right Okay, joining me now is Friar Tuck, BZ Power Form Assistant, and one of the guys in charge of the BZPRPG. How's everything going? Oh, it's going pretty good, B6. Thank you for inviting me here today. Yeah, not a problem. So, um, as many people probably don't know, we have this cool uh, little thing going on in the RPG forum that's been going on for a while. Uh, as I mentioned, the BZPRPG. So for those people who have never participated in a text-based RPG, you want to kind of explain what uh, what's that all about? Well, the BZP RPG is the longest-running text RPG that BZ Power has had. I think it started in 2002, which would have been the year before I first joined. Um, basically, the way the game is played is the hosts of the game create several topics of different locations, that you can play at and the name of the game is basically you write you, you type in you text what you want a character to do and then you post it up and then other people who are also playing the game will write down what their characters are doing and so you kind of create your own story it's very similar to what you would do in say like the library forums and the comedies but instead of writing whole chapters out you like write individual moments or conversations post by post by post and what the big difference between, let's see, a comedy or a, a short story and a text RPG is that other people's stories can come in and intersect with yours. And so you have to write down interactions between everyone. Right. So that, that's, that's probably the biggest difference there. Yeah, it's definitely very much a collaborative endeavor. And, you know, it's, it's not really something you can compare to, say, a, a video game RPG or a tabletop RPG like uh, Dungeons & Dragons where you have all these different mechanics for, you know, battle systems and hit points. You know, some, some RPGs may, text-based RPGs may do that, but this is more just a kind of a collaborative storytelling kind of thing where everyone works together. Right. The way we kind of describe it is that everyone's sitting around a fire and you're telling the same story, but from each person's point of view, 
And that's kind of how the staff, myself and Smeeg and everyone else in the past few years have tried to set it up. And um, a lot of other text RPGs might have stats or certain weapons with hit points and stuff like that. We decided a long time ago not to deal with any of that just because it would be too difficult for um, that to be used and it'd be difficult to try to keep track of and everything like that. Right. So we decided just not to do that at all. Okay. So I want to give people a little background as far as the uh, the setting of the RPG and maybe a little bit of the storyline. Well, we traditionally every year around Christmas and New Year's, we go from the current island that we're on into a new one. So we've had about seven, eight different settings over the years. What 2010 is, is we're on a location called Amsterdam. And it's a floating city. The way I modeled it when I was putting it together with the help of Seraphim and MZ was that it's um, an alternate universe Metro Nui. So you have a main <clears throat> central location called the Citadel, which would be equivalent to the Coliseum. And then you have different locations around it and stuff like that. So a big thing is that you have airships as your main mode of transportation because you are in a floating city. Um, it's a highly technological city with a little bit of magic thrown in. We decided to put that in there this year. So that's kind of what the setting that we have right now. Okay. And uh, any kind of interesting events or plots that are kind of going on that uh, you want to highlight? Well, this year we brought back the Bounty Hunter service. So it was a really big success several years ago. And so what you can do is if someone, say, slighted you in the game or whatnot, you can post a bounty up and we'll make a big deal about it. And so other players, if they need something to do, can go after your character to try to bring in a bounty for some really cool reward that staff or some other players might give you. Um, we recently had a really, actually, we recently had a really big shenanigans with one of my own characters. Um, I actually put a bounty on him myself just for the fun of it. And we had about a two week stint through one of the locations, kind of destroying things as we went trying to capture him. So that was a lot of fun. Um, other storylines right now include is that we have two main forces right now. You have the government and we don't know if they're really good or evil, but there's another group, um, a citizen group, who thinks that the administration isn't doing a really good job, and they're kind of an underground group trying to overthrow him. So we got that tension going on right there right now. All right, seems pretty interesting. So um, if someone was want to want to join the uh, BZPRPG, what would they do? Well, as I say, it, even though it's the largest and longest running, it's one of the easiest to join. We are not that particular necessarily in how you join because most other games have to you have to be approved with your character or approved other things before you can join um staff does look over the profiles when you post them but really um all you have to do is post your profile and you can begin play immediately we'll just let you know if something isn't quite working but when you go on there kind of read Read the rules first. Know what's what we, we what we allow, what we don't allow. That's a big thing for new players. I highly suggest you read those kind of stuff. And then what we suggest is you pick something from the current, you know, Binocle universe, a Toa, Makuda, Matoran, or you know, a Dark Hunter, what have you, and you know, you put him in the profile page, just tell him what his name is, what he looks like, what kind of weapons, powers, masks, maybe a little about his history. And then you can just go and start playing with him as your heart's desire. All right. Sounds pretty straightforward. 
Uh, any tips for new players? You know, I know one of the issues text-based RPGs tend to have is what's called uh, god modding. So maybe go into uh, that or anything else that... Uh, well, god modding is basically going outside the limits of what your character could do, doing, let's say, uh, a like your Toa going Nova. That's something that we really disallow. We don't like people doing that. It's basically when you are breaking the rules in a sense that you're going above and beyond what your character would normally be able to accomplish. Right, to a degree where it's unfair to the other players. Yeah, when you are when you are sliding other players to the point where you are hindering their ability to play because your character is overpowered, we consider that god modding. And right. like you're cheating in a little way. So that's that's that kind of stuff. Okay, any other tips? Um, I would suggest is maybe find someone who has played the game for a while. Find someone that when you're reading the posts that you enjoy their writing style and ask them for tips. Ask them for how they play. In fact, maybe you can ask them if um, they can be your mentor in writing. I personally, believe it or not, Smeagol well, did that for me in the first two years of my playing. He took me under his wing and that's how I learned to write so well. That is something I would suggest to other players. Even if you can't get a mentor, I would highly suggest you especially look at um, the good players or the very experienced players. See how they write. See how they do character interactions. You can learn a lot and take many good tips from reading what they have to say. All right. Sounds good. Any uh, other last words? Um, other than the fact that I think that – I mean we've had a few bumps in the past few years. We've had a couple – overturns and staff and stuff like that but the game still goes on which is what impresses me the most i mean we've had such um a huge amount of people coming and going over the past few years but the still the game the game still has an appeal which i thoroughly enjoy it i really do enjoy leading it i mean it gives me a headache half the time but seeing the kids come in and just having a lot of fun making their own story that's interactive and not static like what you'd see in short stories to me, I think it's just absolutely great. And, I mean, the more the merrier, really, guys. If you, I suggest you really come down and take a look at it. Yeah, so uh, if you have some time, head over to the Creative Outlet and the Bonacle RPG Forum, and we'll be uh, waiting for you there. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for coming on, Ferrotech. Oh, thank you so much, B6. I appreciate this. All right, take care. Yep, you too. So usually about now, we have uh, a little feature from Smeagol 4 called uh, Music Time with Smeag, but uh, we're forgoing that this week to uh, do a special announcement instead. Now, at the beginning of the show, you uh, heard us joking around a bit about uh, Smeag taking over, and um, there's actually a little bit of truth to that. You know, due to some uh, recent um, activities and uh, involvements in my life, I've decided that it's about time for me to uh, step down from the reins of BZ Power. And I'm going to be letting Smeagol take over. Um, I think he'll do a, a great job. He's proved himself to be a great uh, reporter and moderator on the site. So I'm going to turn over to him to uh, let him talk a little bit about what he has planned for the future. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Um, I mean, first, I got to say, it's, I've been on the staff for almost five years now, and it's been an absolute honor serving alongside you, Andrew, and, and all the other guys on the BZ staff, and serving you, the BZ Power community, um, which I've been a member of for <laughs> Lord knows how many years now and had a great time with. And uh, I, am, I am humbled, I am honored, and still very shocked at this offer to take the reins of administrator here. I've been working hard as forum leader and... Um, and uh, 
I'll do my best to uphold the uh, the great tradition that I'm entering here. Um, and on that note, I I'll talk a little bit about. I've got a couple things planned for for uh, BZ Power in my new role as as commander in chief. I suppose you'd say um, BZ Power has been chugging along really well the past however many years now. But uh, I think as we go, one of our greatest changes is that we can evolve and continue going forward as a community and and changing when we need to. And I think some of the old rule topics are starting to show their age. So starting with the signature guidelines, that's going to be my first big project in my my five-step plan for bzpower.com. We're going to be revising those, streamlining a bit. A lot like I recently came back to the BZP RPG and streamlined that. I want to apply the same sort of... uh, process to BZ Power itself. Another thing I really want to do um, to kickstart this whole thing is to bring back the member interviews, which we started a while back, because I really feel the members are the core of BZ Power. You guys are the heart of BZ, and I want you guys in the spotlight. So thank you all so much for this. I'm, I'm still blown away, and um, I will do the best I can. And I really want to give a huge, huge thanks and shout out to Andrew here. Black Six, you've been, you have been the man for all these years. Um, you you kind of took me under your wing when I first came on the staff. I've been an amazing administrator for the site, and uh, I don't think I'll ever be able to fill your shoes, but I'll try the best I can. I, here's to you, man. Here's to you. Well, thanks for that. And, uh, you know, good luck to you in your new role. Um, you know, it's not going to be easy, I can tell you that, but I'm sure you'll do a great job. All right, so uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. And I guess uh, next month you'll probably be hearing uh, Smeeg hosting everything. So, um, yeah, thanks again. Thanks for all the good memories, BZ Power. And uh, I'm sure I'll keep in touch with many of you. But uh, for those I don't, thanks again for uh, all your support over the years. Are you hearing this? The bells? Bells? No. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Remember the the church bells by me? They just went off. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it wasn't that loud. All right. <laughs>